Welcome to the All About Alts podcast, where we explore the world of alternative investing to help you find financial independence. Join our host, Newview Trust's president, Jason DeBono, as he covers a variety of topics with different guest speakers to discuss tax and alternative investing strategies. It is never too late to start taking control of your financial future, and we are so excited for you to be joining us for this opportunity to hear from some of the best in the business. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the All About Alts podcast. My name is Jason DeBono. I'm the host. And I am joined with Taylor Ledwith today from PadSplit, which is a super cool concept. Excited to talk about that. But uh, Taylor, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to share more about it. Well, you know, I met Taylor a couple months ago at an event, and I had heard about PadSplit, but I hadn't actually understood it or gotten to know it. I have some clients that have talked about it. And so I was probably that annoying client that was, you know, peppering her with all kinds of questions. So I thought, what a great guest to bring on to the show and really help her give us some insights into the way that PadSplit is kind of revolutionizing some of the ways that people are renting out their properties and finding properties. Is that fair? Absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Well, let's start with a little bit about your background and getting to know you a tad bit more. And we'll certainly spend a lot of time on PadSplit. You're a Massachusetts native. You went to school at Worcester. It's a tough one. Worcester State. Yeah, it's like Worcestershire. And I want to say it with confidence. I just can't seem to get there. But you came out of school and and you got into the beverage side of the world. So nothing in the real estate side, sales, marketing. You know, talk a little bit about that. What were you looking for when you got out of school and kind of what were your goals and objectives? Yeah, I studied communications in school and I loved marketing. So I got into the marketing side of things through a couple different beverage companies and it was a lot of fun, but you know, marketing is kind of like the psychology behind why people buy things. And so I kind of wanted to transition into the, the sales side of things eventually and kind of test out, you know, people to people. I love working with, you know, new people and just kind of getting to know what they need and how to make their lives easier. So I kind of transitioned into sales eventually, and then I ended up kind of scrapping it all and moving down to Florida eventually and found PadSplit. Well, that's an interesting journey. So you career changed and geographically changed almost at the same time. Yeah, there's a tough, it's tough in sales, you know, when you're thinking about like your morals and your values. I was kind of finding myself wanting to be a part of something bigger or more important. And I kind of stumbled across PadSplit and, you know, I was doing research and I just thought it was too good to be true. I thought it was like the coolest company I'd ever heard of. And then throughout the interview process, every person that I met at the company was just so incredible and so genuine and really cared about the mission. So I'm really happy to have found PadSplit. I still, I've been here for almost two years and I I still feel like I struck gold, so... Cool. Well, that's a sign of, of being in a place that you belong. And so, you know, beverages to real estate, most people, especially those longtime investors listening to the show, usually they start with real estate and beverages are just a natural accompaniment to being in the real estate business. So, you know, here you are, you're now at Joint Pad Split. You have a unique, you know, both opportunity, but also challenge. And that is that you're not selling a product most people know much about, you know, myself included, having been in the real estate business for a long time, you know, it took me a second to kind of wrap my arms around the concept of PadSplit. You know, we'll certainly get to what PadSplit does and how it works, but just, you know, how do you find yourself navigating that in the marketplace in terms of being kind of that educator of really, I won't say a new industry, but certainly a newer industry? Yeah, it was definitely a learning curve for sure. When I first started, I think I called every single person that I knew in any field of real estate, like every hour of the day, just to kind of pick their brains and, 
you know, watching YouTube videos and podcasts and just trying to soak up as much information about real estate as I could. What I found is that, you know, my position in this company, my role is to really work pretty closely with these investors. And it's more of a consultative approach. So, you know, you kind of, I have to know everything about pad split. And I also have to know everything else about all the other exit strategy options, because I really want them to, I want them to make the best investment choice possible. So it was definitely a learning curve, but, you know, I spend a lot of time with my investors and they've taught me a lot and it's been a lot of fun. Well, real estate, it's an amazing industry and and it's not without its challenges, but certainly a fun industry to be part of. So I've got to ask, you know, you moved from Massachusetts down to Tampa and I'm a, a Florida guy my whole life. And so I'm always curious, was it the weather that brought you down and pad split was the job you found while you were here or was it pad split that you found and they just happened to have an opportunity in Tampa? Yeah, the stars kind of aligned on that one. I moved down here first without a plan. My family used to come down here all the time to Tampa to visit for some weird reason, my brother is like a diehard Bucks fan. So we spent a lot of time down here growing up and I always knew I wanted to live here. And my previous job, they announced they were, you know, closing the offices for good after COVID. They were never going back in office. And I was like, hey, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm skipping town. So came down here. And as soon as I did, they had just opened the Tampa market here. So they were looking for somebody to really kind of build it up from the ground up. And I took it on and now it's been it's been growing like crazy. How cool. What a fun leap of faith. Sometimes it's hard to pack up your bags and head any direction, but it uh, sounds like it was not just a good choice for the sun and enjoyment of Tampa, but also career-wise. Yeah, absolutely. I love waking up to the palm trees every day. It never gets old. Yeah. Well, you know, Florida obviously has been a major benefactor. You know, you mentioned kind of the little nudge that did help, you know, propel your journey down to Florida was COVID and offices closing. And we hear that story a lot, you know, people working remote. And as a result, Florida, along with a lot of the Sunbelt states have been benefactors of that. You know, I'm assuming, but, you know, that's probably putting a lot of fuel in the fire of, of what's driving pad split and their ability to solve both the investor side, but also to help individuals on the, you know, identifying properties to reside in. Yeah, absolutely. This area is definitely growing at a rapid rate right now. There's a crazy amount of people moving down to Tampa and there's a lot of new, you know, businesses and just all these cities around here expanding. So there's a lot of workforce, you know, working class people. We need some more workforce housing and it's been great for for both the investors and the members. Yeah, it's a little bit of that perfect storm. Well, you know, we'll transition maybe here in just a minute and and really dig into what pad splits doing and kind of how they're disrupting the marketplace a little bit and creating some opportunity for a lot of different groups. But we're going to take a quick pause and we're going to ask Maggie to bring over the envelopes. We're going to go over to the... Quirky questions of the day. So Taylor, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Now, as always, if you have questions, thank you, Maggie. If you guys want to submit questions, please do so to Maggie with a Y at newviewtrust.com. All right. Three questions. Here we go. Number one, do you believe aliens exist? Yes, 100%. Okay, 100%. What's the confidence born out of? Is it the movies have been that good or is there something else we need to know? I feel like they told us that UFOs existed and everybody just glossed over it. And I definitely believe that there's some aliens up there watching us crazy kids on Earth right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. 100% confidence. Number two... What's the weirdest talent that you have? 
Interesting. The weirdest talent that I have. I'm batting a hundred here for guessing people's baby genders. All of my friends at this point, when they find out that they're pregnant, they'll come right to me and be like, what do you think I'm having? And I've never been wrong. So Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you're listening today and you're pregnant or thinking about getting pregnant, I think Taylor will put her contact info in the show notes, if for nothing else, specifically for you know gender identification as early in the process as possible. So any tricks on that or is it just all intuition? Just intuition. I don't know. I have to be in front of them though. Like I can't just, I kind of got to get a feel for it. Okay. Number three, and this one's somewhat ironic given where you're from, but if your hometown was a food, what food would it be? Ooh, I feel like it's got to be a grinder. Do you guys okay. call them grinders? You call them subs? We call them subs, but familiar with grinders. Why a grinder? Is that well, the grinder? I don't know. It's just very, it's very Massachusetts to me. Maybe I should have picked something more like, you know, New Englandy, but over in the Western Mass half, there's, you know, it's not too much going on out there where I'm from, but yeah, our grinders out there are pretty cool. Okay. Well, there you have it, Taylor. Thank you so much. You have survived and I think passed with flying colors, the quirky questions of the day. Those were quirky. Yeah. You know, that segment is so much fun and I don't read them or see them until I pull them out. So sometimes I'm equally as kind of surprised by some of the questions. So I I think the audience may have, they let you off the hook a little bit today, having read some of the ones previously. So well done. Thanks guys. All right. So, you know, we met and I got to ask some questions and it was so intriguing to learn a little bit more and more about pad split. I kind of understood it at a high level, but didn't really know all the intricacies. And and I loved getting to know it a bit more because I think it's so cool. But maybe for those that aren't familiar or don't have the familiarity with pad split or, or in detail, what does pad split do at a high level? Yeah. So at a higher level, PadSplit is a marketplace for shared housing. And our main mission is to help solve the affordable housing shortage specifically for, you know, the workforce in our communities that can't afford the rising rent rates these days. Okay. So, you know, kind of taking that a step further, you know, pad split, you know, is the community, pad split is the technology, you know, help a little bit for me too, but also for our listeners kind of understand where do you guys interject into, you know, a property and and how do you interface with the owner of that property as well as the potential, you know, people that are going to be living in that property? Yeah. So it's a marketplace similar to, you know, Airbnb or Uber, you know, if you were going to buy a house and put it on Airbnb, it's a kind of a similar feel here. So we're pretty involved in the process, which is nice. You know, we're still at an early enough stage here where they have the manpower to kind of walk these investors through the process and, and be really hands-on throughout it so that you're you're not alone. You know, it's definitely a new strategy and a newer model. So it can be a little tough of a learning curve, but you've got, you know, me or one of my teammates to kind of guide you throughout that process. But what it kind of looks like is, you know, once your property is ready to go, pad split will handle all of the marketing of that listing. We'll take care of all of the background checks and screening of the members, placing them in the units, collecting rent for you guys, and dealing with all of the you know member-to-member issues that might come up throughout the process. And then on the other side of things for the members, so they also have their kind of you know dashboard of the marketplace where they're able to apply and get approved for rooms that they can afford that are fully furnished and, and ready for moving. So it's a really nice kind of win-win for both sides. So I've got a rental property, right? It's a three bedroom, two bath house. 
if I go to, you know, an Airbnb or VRBO, you know, they're really just providing the marketing to, you know, the individuals looking for something typically shorter duration to stay, although I, I suppose you could do much longer duration. In pad split, I take the same three bedroom, two bath house, but I'm renting it out to three individuals through pad split that you guys are screening, identifying, you know, cultivating their membership and then putting them into that property. Is, is that right? Yeah. So that's exactly right. Typically, it also calls for, you know, most hosts will add in bedrooms. So if you have a three bed, two bath, most of the time that'll get converted into, you know, a five bedroom pad split by converting the living room or the dining room, any common area space into additional bedrooms to really kind of maximize on that square footage in there. Okay. So that's something that's even new to me. So let's kind of dig a little on that. So I've got a three, two, and I've got a, you know, formal dining room and a living room area is the idea that really there is no communal or need for communal space. You know, this is workforce housing. So you need a kitchen and area, and then you need bedrooms. Is that kind of the idea? Yeah. So, you know, in this kind of model here, you know, about 85% of our members are working somewhere in the community physically. Not a lot of work from home in this, you know, this member community. So a lot of people are out all day. They're all on different schedules and they just kind of come home and go to their clean, locked room. And they're just kind of chilling in there until, you know, until they're off again. So there's not a lot of shared space and you don't really need it besides the kitchens and the bathrooms there. Yeah. Okay. Now, obviously I've got five bedrooms that are rentable as opposed to three, you know, if my three bedroom, two bath is renting for 1500 bucks a month to a family, how did you help me kind of compare and contrast that down to turning it into a five bedroom, you know, house? And then what does that look like rent wise? Obviously you can't quote a house you don't see, but just give a kind of a ballpark. Yeah. So, I mean, typically on the same property that you would collect around, you know, on that one, if you say you collect around like what, 2000 on it or a little less, maybe, you know, in Tampa, the average here is about $200 a week per room. So on that same property, you'd be looking at around, you know, 4,300 a month. In rent. So it's a nice little, the margins, like that's that extra space that you're working with, the amount of bedrooms that you can add there. That's really where the numbers start to do some magic on that rent. Most hosts are able to double, sometimes triple their rental income on the same property. That's incredible. And let's talk about kind of the management. You know, I understand Padsplit is not necessarily the property manager, but more the member manager. How does that work for someone that's kind of listening going, yeah, I want to go from, you know, 2000 bucks to 4000 bucks. What does that look like? What do you guys take off their plate? And then what's the stuff as, as let's just say a landlord that I keep on my plate? Mm-hmm. So once the property is ready to go, and also, I mean, a, a value add is that, you know, you have me to kind of help you throughout that process as well and connect you with any pieces of the puzzle. So if you, you know, think this sounds like a great idea and you're like, I don't know how to do it. I have probably every person that you would need throughout this process to help you along. Then your property is ready to go. You'll list it on PadSplit and we will market that listing. We're continuously doing marketing to get new members that are, you know, ready to go and book that room as soon as it's ready to be booked. And then we will collect rent for you guys on a weekly basis. We handle all of the individual membership agreements. We put it all up on a nice, beautiful dashboard for you online so that no matter how hands-on or passive you choose to be, you can still see what's going on in your property. And then dealing with any, you know, member-to-member stuff. So in a model like this, there's a lot of Johnny ate my peanut butter and Tina hogs the bathroom every morning and things like that. And so we want to handle all of that stuff 
24-7 so you guys don't have to. At that point, really all that's left on the host's plate and what most hosts do is hire a property manager for this, but they will take care of any maintenance calls and then just cleaning and flipping the rooms when somebody moves out. What's a typical duration? You know, I'm sure it varies, but what's a typical duration of someone in one of these rooms? Yeah. So in Florida, the members have a separate agreement, you know, compared to our other markets because of the short-term rental space. But in Florida, when members first get approved, they have to commit to at least six months plus one day to get you out of that short-term hotel housing bubble. From there, they'll renew week by week. So they'll typically set it up with their paychecks. But on average, the average length of stay is about eight to 10 months at a time. If that property is you know, managed well and, and they're comfy there, they'll usually use it as a pretty large stepping stone to you know, get to a, a better point. And it's cool to watch. You know, Some of our members have been been staying here for years. We've watched members leave because they were able to save so much and boost their credit score. And they went off and bought their own house or bought their own pad split even, which is amazing to see. So it's a really full circle moment there. Well, that's really cool to see people, you know, you never want to see people exit, obviously, but that's a good exit for a lot of people. You mentioned something about buying their own pad split. Can this be owner occupied? Can I live in the master and, you know, rent out my other rooms on pad split? Is that permissible? As for right now, we don't do that. We're always making changes. You know, we're a startup, so we're always, you know, looking for feedback and ways to improve. So it could be something in the future. But as for right now, it's got to be, you know, the whole house is all of the pad splits. All the rooms are up for grabs. Okay. So from a, you mentioned you guys collect the rent. So you guys are managing that process, collecting the rent, and you're putting that rent, you know, obviously in some account that the owner of the property has. How are you handling non-payment or, you know, anything along those lines? Is that the normal eviction process that I would go through as the property owner? Is there a little bit of a different process? Yeah. So, you know, we're very member focused and I do have, I have to give it to our collections team. They work really hard to, you know, not only keep a tight leash on the payments themselves, but also just kind of work with the members and, you know, staying true to our, our mission and really trying to work with the members to get them to a point that they can, you know, figure this out. So how it kind of works is, you know, we do a lot of things early on to set expectations. You know, we set an approval amount for them using their income and their credit score. And once we've set that amount, they can't see anything above that. So they can't really shoot for the moon and try to book a room they can't afford. And then from there, the threshold that they are allowed to get to is $300, which is typically a week and a half of rent. And you know right away if they're, you know, if we're starting this process compared to, you know, a month goes by and you're on your long-term rental. And then from there, we'll kind of start the process of, you know, reaching out. The first step is to reach out and, you know, kind of talk to them, see what's going on. Is there, you know, something that came up, an emergency, or is there anything that, you know, we can do to kind of alleviate this problem? And, you know, if it is kind of a special case like that, like this, you know, just kind of happened to one of my hosts and he had a great member in there. He was there for a while, always paid on time, but had some car troubles and, you know, wasn't expecting a huge expense. And they were able to kind of work it out with the host and that member and they came to an agreement. But, you know, if they can't pay or if it's not, you know, anything like that, they'll kind of just have that conversation. It's kind of like the easy way, hard way conversation of, you know, we won't put an eviction on your record. We won't, you know come for collections, just peacefully exit. <laughs> and most of the time they do. It's it's very rare that, you know, a, an eviction has to happen. And in that case, it's, you know, the property managers will usually handle that for you guys. You kind of got a process there in place, but yeah. 
Yeah, and evictions are part of, you know, any rental, you know, you're going to end up at some point, usually with an eviction, you know, I really liked what you said. And because, you know, having had rental properties, it really is nice to know that something's going bad, you know, in a week and a half, whereas when you collect rent monthly, you know, you can get a story for a couple of months and you're really only two payments behind, whereas that same story is only two weeks and that's what model. Yeah. And what's nice too, is that you're not, you know, you're not hedging everything on that one paycheck. You know, if one person is getting evicted from one room, you've still got the other, you know, five or six rooms in the house that are paying. So you're not completely out on that whole property, which is nice. Yeah. It's almost taking residential single family and making it start to resemble a little bit of that multifamily approach, which is nice from an income and asset management. If someone's going out looking for property, you know, you mentioned something that I've personally not, I've seen bedrooms be added. You know, you've got bonus rooms or stuff, offices converted to bedrooms. And I've seen that, but I've never seen kind of some of the common area be converted into bedrooms. What are some of the considerations or what are some of the things that you've seen and why and how has that been, you know, a good thing for this property owner to do as it relates to, you know, kind of maximizing the pad split value or opportunity? Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of just kind of like a wider view of this for, you know, looking for properties. And this is one of the, the most beneficial things I think is, you know, so great about pad split. It's kind of opening your buy box to some areas that you wouldn't maybe look in before, wouldn't think there's a lot of value in. You know, typically if you want this kind of cash flow, you're starting to think about, you know, Airbnb or short-term rental space. And for that, you kind of have to look for, you know, nicer neighborhoods, more desirable locations pools, you know, kind of more luxury to hit that cash flow number. Whereas with pad split, you're able to look in these, you know, working class neighborhoods with cheaper purchase prices and still turn it around and make a really great return on it. So, you know, some of those things that you want to look for in terms of a location is, you know, being close to public transportation. About half of our members take the bus, the other half drive cars. So you want to be close to those metro areas where there's a lot of businesses around and public transit, a lot of happening stuff. And you want to be looking for, you know, maybe like a 3-2 or a 4-2 at minimum with lots of common area space with windows to work with and to add in those bedrooms because really that extra common area space is where the money is made. So that's definitely the big stuff to look for. And from a common area space, is it, you know, is that something that can you eliminate all of it? You know, and I, obviously I understand there's probably some parameters and there's some homeowner discretion, but, you know, just from your experience, is there any demand or any requirement of any of the pad split members that, you know, beyond the kitchen and let's say the bathrooms, which are necessities, is, does it matter if there's a couch in there or a communal TV, or is it actually better to get away from that? Yeah, with this model, there's a couple, you know, it's it's different for sure. And that's one thing that, you know, new people, when they first hear about it, they're like, there's what, there's no living room. But, you know, just because of the nature of this, you know, it's built for single working adults only. So there's no couples, no kids, no overnight guests allowed. And with that, you know, you kind of want to have all the space accounted for and generating money. If there are common area spaces left, they typically don't really get used or they'll just kind of create more issues you know, bad things happen on couches. So let's just try to avoid them at all costs. 
Yeah, no, I can see that. And, you know, thinking about this as a, you know, someone in the workforce that's looking for a place, you know, you don't need, especially if you can find something that's significantly less than what it would cost to go get a full apartment. So you have the necessities, but it really does seem like it's solving a major challenge. I mean, I know here in Florida, you know, affordable housing, workforce housing is just so hard to come by, especially in some of the busier areas and people are commuting you know, whether it be Disney area, Miami area, you know, they're having to commute 45 minutes to two hours just to find somewhere affordable to live. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, you know, a massive pool of people and and most people don't even realize, you know, how big the number is of people that are stuck in the middle. Sometimes people hear low income and they think maybe government housing or something along those lines, but low income is technically anything under 55000 a year. And that's what you need to make to afford today's studio apartment. So, you know, the people that are in the middle between that 30000 to that 55000 a year, I mean, it's like a third of our workforce. It's a really... It's a really scary number that don't have an option for housing. It's nice to see these cities, you know, a lot of cities are starting to move in the direction of, you know, changing their kind of zoning regulations and allowing shared housing because they know that we're, you know, we're running out of space for people. There needs to be a solution here. So they kind of have to, you know, move in that direction, which is really nice. So you mentioned kind of cities, you know, what cities is pad split in and, and maybe not to name them all, but is it universal? Is it, you know, certain states? How can someone that's listening today, you know, get a kind of an understanding of that and maybe figure out whether they're considering the host side or, or even the membership side? How does that look? And yeah, what can you kind of provide that gives us a little bit of insight? Yeah, absolutely. So for Florida, we are, in, well, we started originally in Atlanta, Georgia. That's where we've been the longest, but we've expanded a lot since then. So in Florida, we have Tampa, Jacksonville, Orlando, and we just opened Miami. And then we've got a couple other states as well. So we've got in Texas, we have Dallas and Houston. We've got Phoenix, Las Vegas, Richmond, Virginia, New Orleans, and we're opening Kansas City and Baltimore as well. So we're starting to really expand here and, and you know, definitely looking towards going national fairly soon. So that, that'll be really exciting. But yeah, those are our, our kind of core markets for right now. I would definitely focus on and, and Florida is Florida's killing it. Yeah, well, given the marketplace and demand, that's not surprising at all. From a pad split standpoint, you know, what haven't we talked about that is really cool or unique or, you know, something that the listeners, you know, may not think about that either pad split offers or does? Yeah, I think just kind of the ways that you can be involved in it. So if you're, you know, if you're already looking at, if you already have properties that maybe aren't, cash flowing enough, like a lot of people with, you know, long-term rentals, for example, after all is said and done, they might be only cash flowing a couple hundred bucks or not at all sometimes. So, you know, you can always convert things that already exist. Like I said earlier, you can go out and purchase, you know, properties for pretty cheap and turn them around for, you know, a really great return. You can also become a vendor partner as well. So like I had mentioned earlier in this process, we work with you know, lenders, real estate agents, property managers, every piece of this puzzle. So, and, you know, our referral system, our investors are, you know, buying up stuff pretty quickly. So they've, you know, kind of improves your business a lot, whatever market you're in. And then we have referrals as well. So if you're kind of, you know, like, oh, this is a great idea, but I don't, you know, not for me quite yet. You know, we give a thousand dollars to every person that you send over that becomes a host. So it's a pretty nice little treat. 
Wonderful. Well, as far as getting a hold of you and getting onto PathSplit, you know, we can drop all that contact information into the show notes, but is there a place you recommend people go? Is it the website or is there, you know, something specific that's best? Yeah, I would either shoot me an email, taylor at padsplit.com. I can provide my calendar link and my office line as well so that you guys can reach out a couple different ways. But the first step is really just to have an introductory call where we can kind of, you know, just get to know each other one-on-one. I really like to get to know the investor themselves, like where you're at in your strategy, you know, what are your long-term goals with investing and how can PadSplit kind of be the vehicle to get there? Wonderful. Well, we'll make sure all of that contact info and communication info is into the show notes. So let's bring it down the home stretch here and we'll kind of hit into our... lightning round. I think we're going to go geographics today. So we'll start with question number one, sunshine or snow? Ooh, sunshine. Sunshine. Okay. I do miss the snow. Yeah. Well, the snow becomes a lot more fun when you get to go visit it and then pack up and leave it. So sunshine it is. All right. Number two, and I don't know if you've had the full experience and exposure here in Florida, but as a, a guy that loves to lobster, there's a real strong debate what lobster is better, spiny lobster, right? Florida Caribbean lobster or the clawed lobster, the New England cold water lobster? New England all day. hundred. All right. Now, have you had the spiny lobster? Is that based on just assumption or have you truly put it to the test? Now, I don't know if this is like a special lobster. I have had lobster down here and it definitely just, it doesn't compare to Maine, but that's where I would definitely, New England's the place to go for a lobster for sure. Fair enough. Well, as someone that loves to catch the spiiny lobsters, truth be told, I'd rather eat main lobster as well. So <laughs> I'm not looking uh, for that. I gotta, d- I gotta don't look. tell anyone. All right. Last question here in our lightning round, and that is beverages or real estate? You've done both. Which one are you choosing? Real estate all day. It's such a fun industry and with so much to learn. It's always changing. It's very exciting. And also everybody I meet through this, like all these investors are just so great to work with, so great to learn from. Everybody is so willing to share all their knowledge and it's real estate all day. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. You know, I think what you said is kind of a good way to wrap up the show. You know, everybody in this industry is so willing to help. And for those of you listening that are just unsure, whether you're unsure about investing, whether you're unsure about, you know, turning a property into pad split, or whether you're unsure about how all of it works, you know, visit your local real estate investment groups or clubs or organizations. There's plenty of them out there, but just ask people. And, you know, you've mentioned that a couple of times and I can, you know, think in my career in real estate, how many people have just answered questions. And even to our discussion, Taylor, you know, I didn't know the first thing about pad split and 10 minutes later, I felt like a pro. So it's definitely, you know, something that people are always willing to share. Yeah, I would definitely like that was a big turning point when I started just going to every networking event possible and just talking to everybody. You know, that was a big turning point. So I would just get out there. There's so many people that are new and learning and everybody's happy to help. So definitely get out there if you're looking to learn. Yeah, it's a fun group. Well, we close every single show with the learn before you burn segment. This is our opportunity to have our guests share a lesson that they learned through experience, but hopefully, right, our listeners can get that same lesson, but not have to deal with touching the hot stove of the experience side of things. So Taylor, what is your learn before you burn advice to our listeners today? Is this pad split focused or just in general? Anything in general, it's totally up to you. Okay. I would say to 
just be adaptable. I would say I used to get kind of in the groove of what I was comfortable with. And since moving down here and since getting into real estate and, and working at this, you know, a crazy startup life, you definitely have to learn how to just adjust and kind of pull an audible and go in a different direction and just always be constantly, you know, looking for ways to improve and change on things. So that'd be my piece of advice. I love it. There you have it. Be adaptable. As they say, get comfortable being uncomfortable. So, you know, being in a newer business line in a startup, I can only imagine that that creates a whole lot of requirements to be adaptable and and great advice, I think, for our listeners. Taylor, any last parting words before we wrap up today? No, this was awesome. I'm looking forward to hopefully meeting some of the listeners someday and getting some more pad split hosts on here. Awesome. Well, Taylor, thank you so much. For everyone listening, if you have not hit the like, share, or subscribe button, please do. Also, if you've been listening and have some feedback, we'd love a five-star review. That helps us build our community. As always, the All About Alts podcast is going to continue to bring on great guest speakers like Taylor to help us understand and navigate the investment world, but also doing it in a tax advantage or tax-free manner. So thank you guys so much for joining us, and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next show. Thanks for having me, Jason. Thanks, Taylor. Thank you so much for listening. We hope the information within this podcast has given you the tools that you need to find your way to financial independence. We would love to partner with you on this journey. Text ALTS, that's A-L-T-S, to 407-708-1853 to learn more about how to get started today. Don't forget to follow us to make sure you don't miss a second of content, and we'll see you next week.